98.5, 80s, 90s, and now Tad Drex and Kara. Several times a week, we get a chance to talk to Dr. Carlos Del Rio from Emory University, the coronavirus expert, the Dr. Fauci of Georgia. So lucky to be able to uh, have him to answer some of the questions. It's coming fast and furious. Every mm-hmm. time we talk to Dr. Del Rio, I'm like, we should probably, we could probably scale back, but then there's just yeah. all this information is coming out. One of the questions, Dr. Del Rio, that we had, can we talk about this? There's a, a drug that they announced that showed some promise called remdesivir or something along those lines. Sure, we can talk about that for sure. What what is that? Remdesivir. Yeah, whatever it is, it's like it's like a like a tongue twister, right? Yeah, <laughs> you sound like a drunk person. I don't know why they don't just call him like something simple. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, something very simple, right? right. No, yes. You know, so so this is a drug that was developed by a company named Gilead. Uh, which is a pharmaceutical company, it was developed uh, initially for the treatment of Ebola. And actually, it was tried for Ebola, but actually it did not work for Ebola. So the company had it there in the in the darn, you know, this doesn't work, but maybe it will work later for something else. <clears throat> and uh, so they said, well, because the virus is also an RNA virus, let's try it for this virus. And it's been tried, and there's been a couple of reports uh, Two reports that suggest maybe no impact. In fact, yesterday, one of the reports published in in a very prestigious magazine called Lancet is, uh, shows no impact. And then, but yesterday, out of another study, a very big study, which, you know, I participated, a, a lot of people, Emory was a major player in that study. Uh, we enrolled about 103 participants into the over 1,000 participants in the study. Whenever you do this kind of studies, there's an independent board called the Data Safety Monitoring Board. And those people are looking at, they're peeking into the data to be sure that there's no either, if there's benefit, too much benefit, that you need to stop the study, they stop the study. But the opposite, if the drug shows no, no benefit, you stop the study. So it's just a way to ensure safety. It's an independent board that looks at the data. And the independent board peeked at the data and said, hey, there seems to be a signal of improved uh, improve outcomes with people getting the medication. That, that they're only looking at data from the first 400 patients. So it's not even the complete data set. But they said in these individuals, there appears to be a, a, a more rapid recovery time. And the recovery time is being defined as the time that you no longer need oxygen. And it went down from 15 days to 11 days. Wow. There also seems to be a, a, a signal of better survival, survival improved you know, people that received the remdesivir was mortality was eight percent, and people that received placebo was eleven percent. Mm-hmm. So, based on those findings, they said, "Huh, this looks better." Now, you know, it's it's an interesting, as Dr. Fauci has called it, it's an interesting proof of concept. It's a preliminary finding. It's clearly not a home run, but you know, using baseball analogies, a solid hit, maybe it's even a double. <laughs> I love the yeah, uh, I love the uh, sports analogies we use when we talk to. <laughs> Um, you mentioned Ebola, that this drug was made for Ebola or whatever. Is it true that, like, I've, when I've talked to people about Ebola, they've been like, how come we weren't this freaked out? How come it wasn't, the, like, the Ebola thing wasn't a big deal? Because that was like, I mean, that's like serious symptoms. Is it because it wiped out whole communities so quickly or it wasn't as contagious? Well, there, there, there are three things that makes Ebola very different. Number one, Ebola, as you say, infects people and then kills people. And it's not infectious you're not become infectious until you develop symptoms. What's been a challenge with the disease is that you can be infectious before you develop symptoms. Mm. We talked about this asymptomatic transmission, right? And the second thing, I mean, the third thing is that Ebola was transmitted with very specific, you had to be exposed 
to blood and body secretions. This is transmitted through the air. This is transmitted through fomites. You know, so somebody, if I'm sitting on a plane next to somebody with Ebola, nothing happens, right? I mean, there's no transmission of Ebola. But if I'm sitting on a plane next to somebody with COVID, I can get infected. That's right. a big difference. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Del Rio, we've been seeing this. Uh, this has really taken off, and it's cool that it's been centered uh, around Emory, and you guys are doing the trial. But they've been posting, and this guy, Dr. Anish Mehta, he's been yeah. all over. He was on Good Morning America. Well, hold on a second. Where's Dr. Carlos Del Rio? This is BS. <laughs> well, you know, Anish is a good friend. He's, a, he's, a, he's actually the one that is headed the trial at Emory. He is what we call the principal investigator. I was just one of the minions. In fact, uh, you know, working under the trial, I was one of the investigators. But he is what we call the principal investigator. So he's uh, he's uh, he's somebody that I I like a lot. I respect a lot. He's a fantastic individual, and I'm really happy that he is getting you know <laughs> getting exposed. And he's he's really a great communicator. Great. Now I'm just picturing Dr. Del Rio in like the yellow suspenders. Uh, <laughs> saying, Darn it. So, Dr. Del Rio, yeah. speaking of like clinical trials and stuff, did you have you seen any of the stuff coming out of Oxford University that says they may have a coronavirus vaccine widely available by like September? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's uh, I've seen that. I think it's interesting, mm. but but I'm not convinced that that's uh, that that's uh, realistic. I mean, I think they may have a vaccine and. And by September, they may have results of a trial saying this works. But but to make it widely available, we're going to have to make millions and millions of doses of vaccine. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen right away. So I am, I mean, I, I love people at Oxford. They're fantastic scientists. I, I'm not sure I'm totally believing that by September we'll have a vaccine. But, you know, again, I like to be proven wrong. I would love to be wrong, and by September we have a vaccine, and I would be saying... Wishful okay. thinking. Hey, listen. Yeah. listen. Yeah, I would probably saying I'm happy to have been wrong. I mean, you know, right. I've been looking. The other day I was looking at, at things that I have said over the past three months in this epidemic, and, you know, I'm, I'm hitting about a 60%, you know, some things are, were right, some things were wrong. Listen, I know, you're talking about, oh, it'd take too long to come out with this, but, like, let's not discount, we've got Jeff Bezos that lives in this country, and we've got all these distilleries. If you get Sweetwater... Working on <laughs> pumping out this vaccine, turn that distillery into a, a vaccination factory. You never well, know. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, I think we need to use a lot of innovation is being used, a lot of 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 uh, new technologies being used. So, so I'm excited about it. Um, we've asked about all of the uh, the treatments and everything like that, but let's get to the serious <laughs> questions here. And that is, um, is it okay for Drex to pet his neighbor's dog? <laughs> take us through this all right so dr del rio my neighbor's dog was outside and he came over to me and i'm petting him and I, i'm not social distancing from the dog i mean i'm probably like four or five inches from the dog and you know i'm loving on him and then i go upstairs to take a shower and i look into my neighbor's window and she is in the laundry room washing the dog does she think that i'm giving the dog coronavirus is that even possible you know so there was a report of a dog being infected with coronavirus but i would not you know i would not worry about it I really would not be concerned at all. I would just say coronaviruses have typically infected animals. This is not unusual. 
but there's no evidence that the coronavirus is doing, this coronavirus is doing anything to the animal, nor that the animal can transmit to us. I okay, mean, there's so this- I, can't, I can't pet the dog, and then the dog would end up giving coronavirus to the owners. No, 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 no. Okay. no. Well, wait a minute, though. He's got a little, if he had like a droplet on his hand, and he's, or if he starts kissing the dog, I don't know what how intimate you got with the dog, but, <laughs> like, and then the owner pets the dog in the same exact place. And then touches their face. Then touches their face. I think I think you're I think we're worrying about things that you know again at some point in time we have to have a a uh, we have to we have to be reasonable right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm t- hoping to not be reasonable. You're telling the wrong about. person to be reasonable, Dr. Del <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard. I understand. Um, I did want to ask about, at, I guess, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the Home Depot backyard. They're doing tests, and I heard that this morning on the way in, and I was like, oh, yeah, great. I'm never going to do the, the cotton swab up the nose. Like, I'm not going to do it. You've done it. It's horrible. But now they're talking about swabbing the mouth. Is that going to be widely used now, or are we going to get away well, from you know, this? Yes, we're trying the mouth. We are also trying the, uh, you know, even saliva. So, yes, I think in the future, this thing, swab up your nose, it ain't going to be the, the, the way to go. How soon is that going to be? Because I just <laughs> need to get past that window. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, <laughs> not soon enough. You had that. You experienced that. Oh, yes. I have experienced that a, a couple of times, actually. Not only for this disease, but also for, for, for the flu one time. It is not, it's not something to look forward to. And boy, after you had her, you feel like you need to, you know, you feel like somebody went up your nose and took a piece of your brain out. Oh, right. gosh. They say like a lot of times they're asking people to do this to themselves. Is that even possible to do it to yourself? I think that's, I think that's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. To voluntarily shove something. Yeah, no, no. I'd be like, let's just <laughs> assume we've got it. Give me the... Try to storm flatter to Right. I think it's kind of hard. I know the governor is going to be talking later on today. We don't know what he's going to say. What do you hope he's going to say? I hope he's going to say, let's, let's, uh, let's wait a little longer. Uh, I'm concerned still about the number of cases in Georgia. I'm concerned about outbreak we're having. Uh, you know, the outbreak now in, in, the, in the chicken uh, industry, the outbreaks in nursing homes that are continuing. At least we need to protect our vulnerable populations. We see. We see increasing number of cases. You know, yesterday was a publication from the CDC about hospitalized patients in Georgia. They're primarily African American, and you know, I, I think vulnerable populations, I think minority populations, need to be protected from this disease. And I just worry about about us going too fast and 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 causing uh, more harm than good. Well, thank you, Doctor Del Rio. Always great to chat with you. Appreciate you uh, answering, especially some of our knucklehead questions. <laughs> Listen, have a good weekend. You, you too. too. Thank you, sir. Take care.